When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. Happy October, Broncos country. It's that time for the spooky season. Of course, what better way to kick things off of this time of the year than taking on the scariest team in the league, not because they're intimidating by any means. No, it's because you're playing scary bad so far this season. That's the Las Vegas Raiders, the only team in the league with a 0-3 record. In fact, that mascot is getting really close to putting on that second eye patch so he doesn't have to watch this horrid uh, team play. Now, with that being said, I'm your host for today's Horse Tracks. It's Ross back again for Horse Tracks for October 1st. 2022 it's a saturday and it's just a little bit over a day away from the broncos first game of the season against the las vegas raiders um, i know uh, we're all pretty excited about this one but also there's a little bit of pressure on the broncos going to this one i would say between the raiders not performing well so far with things might already be imploding with Josh McDaniels with that fantastic players meeting that they had so we're going to wait and see and uh pretty much hope for a Broncos win Uh, but what I have for you guys today 
is we're going to be taking a look at uh, the Broncos and Raiders history, some players with the most pressure to show up, a couple optimistic stats, some game predictions um, as well. We're going to dive into a little bit of a mailbag. Of course, you send your questions. Thank you so much. You're going to be getting a solid shout out here near the end of the show. And uh, if you want to uh, have your questions for next week's mailbag, pretty much any um, podcast that we do, at least that I do, um, hit us up on our social medias at Mile High Report for both or for all three of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can uh, find me, uh, in, especially at Instagram. I am the run, uh, yours truly runs that account. And of course, you want to hit me up on Twitter, uh, the best way to hit, find me is at Fourth and Long Media. Um, that is my, I guess, personal Twitter account, and you could hit me up with all your questions there. But we're going to kick things off by just giving a brief dive into the Broncos and Raiders all-time history. Now, this is a rivalry that dates all the way back to the year 1960. So this is a uh, is definitely one probably um, one of the better ones in the league, I would say, right now. Um, def- well, maybe not right now. Neither team has really been good for the last little bit, but it's a good rivalry, and we all love it. Um, and we all love the old, um, I don't know, if you're alive for this game, well, uh, hats off to you. Uh, I'm sure that most of the people listening were not, but uh, of course, your first game in October 2nd, which is actually pretty funny that the first game uh, that the Denver Broncos and then the Oakland Raiders played together was October 2nd, which is, of course, the day that this week's game is going to be played. The Denver Broncos took home the win 31-14. to um, But then, of course, just after, you know, five more seasons where they won three, lost two, they go on to lose or tie um, like 15 seasons in a row to the Raiders. So wasn't a great stretch there. And uh, that's kind of why the overall, overall record um, between these teams is you have the Raiders uh, leading the series uh, by a record of 69-54-2. A couple ties in there as well. And recently, it has not been looking good for the uh, Denver Broncos, who still, um, they are winless against the Las Vegas Raiders. They're 0-4. The Broncos have lost all four of the last matchups to the Raiders. Of course, they've been fairly close. Not 2020, though, because uh, they lost the 37-12. Um, and then uh, 2021, that January game, uh, they lost by 1, 32-31. And then they would lose by 10, 34-24. And then the most recent game was that weird and kind of crazy fourth quarter where the Raiders took home the win 17 to 13 so the last time the Broncos beat the Raiders was in the 2019 season where they won um in at home 16 to 15 Uh, that one was a ugly game that uh probably don't look too fondly on um and that was also uh where in the uh, fourth quarter where it was Really, really close um, to the Raiders winning because they went for that two-point conversion um, where that pass to Hunter Renfro failed. Um, luckily enough for all of us, that was when uh, Andrew Beck was the lone touchdown scorer for the Denver Broncos. And, of course, we all know how much how uh, many points Brandon McManus has put up for us over the last, 
I don't know what five years. He's definitely been the guy when it's、uh, come to scoring. So hopefully we could change things、uh, come Sunday because、uh, one of the stats I want to、uh, just point out is that、uh, of course there's a little bit of optimism maybe maybe around the Broncos' red zone offense because they finally scored a red zone touchdown for the first time. Last week against the Niners,、um, and so they're perfect in the red zone. Nice one for one. Heck yeah!、Um, and、uh, but right now the Broncos, of course, very obviously the last ranked team in red zone offense. But the Raiders are number thirty in red zone defense. So certainly something is going to have to give on Sunday, and hopefully, hopefully. It's the、uh, Broncos' offense doing well, man.、Um, so、I'll, those numbers bode well. Those numbers really bode well for the Broncos,、um, especially with some of the matchups that、um, we're going to see a depleted secondary that、um, we're going to talk about once we get to the fan questions and a little bit of the mailbag.、Um, so just keep this in the back of your head. Another sign that the Broncos should have success against this Raiders defense. Now,、uh, one thing I want to jump into before we get to our、uh, my game predictions and fan questions、um, is kind of my short list of players with the most pressure to show up. Now, if you um, heard um, the um, the、uh, podcast from、uh, was it would be Thursday? Yeah, I'm totally getting my week messed up here for some reason.、Um, We you might actually have、uh, these names still in the、uh, back of your head, and、uh, if you haven't, go ahead. As soon as you're done listening to this one, check that one out. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts.、Uh, but these names are familiar from that list and from that article I kind of went over. It's because I don't know.、Um, I wasn't even trying to go off of that, but just looking at the first three players that came. That、uh, kind of bounced off the list of the Broncos roster.、Um, it definitely worth these guys. Now,、um, players with most pressure to show up. There's nothing. There's、uh, top three、um, I have here, and obviously none of those are going to be on the defense because right now there's now we don't need to talk about the Broncos defense yet、uh, because it's or besides the, in the way of talking about how. Great it is how elite they've been playing、um, over the first three weeks. Now they're going to have a kind of a decent test here on Sunday because Derek Carr, he's a good quarterback. Devonta Adams, he's a great wide receiver. Hunter Renfro, he's solid. Darren Waller, one of the best receiving tight ends in the league. So that is going to come into effect. But also,、um, it probably would be nice if Derek Carr doesn't even have time to get the ball to them because of that shoddy offensive line going up against this pretty dang good Broncos pass rush. Um, also, the Broncos secondary is been clamps throughout the season so far, so maybe that continues. But the player I would say with the most pressure to show up on Sunday, honestly, I might say、uh, I don't know. I might say Melvin Gordon. I might say Melvin Gordon for this one, just because he's kind of. Skating on thin ice,、um, especially to a lot of Broncos fans of Broncos country,、um, because in his first three games, he's kind of cost the Broncos. And、uh, on Sunday, he almost cost the Broncos twice、uh, with two fumbles in that game, both recovered by the Broncos, but both very, very、um, scary situations. Situations where the Broncos fans probably had some major. 
um, pucker factor as soon as uh, we saw that ball get loose. And uh, Melvin Gordon also cost the Broncos a touchdown against Seattle, but we don't need to talk about the anyone more than it has because we've already beaten the death out of that um, dead horse. All right. But all I'm saying, man, dude, just take care of the football. Melvin Gordon's a dynamic back. Um, I, I love seeing, like, pretty much two different ways that our running backs uh, break tackles. One, Javante Williams just runs through the guy uh, because he can't be stopped. And then Melvin Gordon has a, uh, he has pretty dang good vision when it comes to seeing where the holes open up on the offensive line. He's one of those few running backs I actually trust when they bounce the ball outside. Um, and he, he just has a knack for making guys miss, too. Um, he has some speed, too, as well. Um, but... Four fumbles this season isn't great, is not great, especially because um, in his last two seasons, he's had six combined. It was three each. Um, so with the, the Broncos, he has a total of 10 fumbles now. Oh, it's scary. It is really scary. Uh, Melvin Gordon would be could be great uh, for the Broncos as long as he doesn't fumble the football because everything else is pretty dang good. He's actually the best, um, the most successful running back um, out of him and Javante Williams when it comes to goal line rushes and, and scoring. So, dude, if Melvin Gordon can hold on to the football, we'll be great, essentially. And uh, the next guy I want to kind of highlight is someone who is, I guess, supposed to be having a breakout season, someone who is primed for a breakout season this year. But so far, he's come up very, very short. And that's Albert Oibinam, uh because this is... Almost so. Greg Dulcich, uh, the Broncos' um, draft pick of UCLA, um, was on the four-game IR. Um, he was I mean, last time we uh, we heard he was supposed to be back. You know, four week five. So for Albert O, this is um, his last chance to have a good game before this uh, rookie comes back to action, um, it, which is definitely going to put the pressure on him because he has been great this year. He's had big drops. He cannot block um, in the run game to save his life. In fact, the Broncos don't even use him in the run game. Pretty much the only time he's in is when the Broncos are passing the ball. So that's kind of a red, a big red flag to defenses. So Albert O, he has w- pretty much one more game to show us something because he hasn't showed up at all this season. Uh, there's that's a lot. Honestly, he might have the most more pressure than Melvin Gordon because at least Melvin Gordon's been showing up and being successful in games. Um, Albert O, all he's done is drop passes and miss blocks. He, in fact, he's hardly even being targeted now. He's hardly even on the field now. So it's pretty. It's been a disappointing season. Let's not sugarcoat it. It's been a pretty disappointing season from Albert O. Um, pretty much what we're seeing from him is what we saw from Noah Fant, and we're all hoping that Albert O was going to be a little bit different from Noah Fant. All right. Um, this is the reason why we kept him in trade Noah. Also, I feel like Seattle probably want Noah uh, more than Albert, uh, but you know that that that's just how it is. Um, so, a lot of pressure on Albert O to actually just show a sign of life. I just want to see a sign of life. I want to see a flash from Albert O because we haven't really even seen a flash this season. From a lot of the players that are struggling, we've at least seen flashes. Um, we, we've seen uh, flashes from Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton has just been great. KJ, I would say we've seen a flash as well in his very, very limited time on the field, which is damn unfortunate because... 
I just want him to be healthy because when he's healthy, he's good. Uh, but he has been good because he's not healthy, and it's it's a big old mess. In fact, uh, we're actually going to talk about him near the end um, here. Uh, so, Albert, one more chance to prove it. Let's see what you got in you. Uh, but Russell Wilson is going to be probably my third player with the most pressure to show up. Um, we all know why. We all know why. The Broncos need to beat the Raiders. It's the franchise quarterback's first game against the Broncos' biggest rifle, so that's a big one in its own. But I mean, Russell Wilson, talk about guys with flashes. Yeah, we've seen a uh, great number of flashes from Russell Wilson. We've seen him put together two complete drives. But that's about it uh, that we've seen from his front. So let's see, Russ. Uh, is he going to cook against this depleted Raiders secondary, against this Raiders team that's giving up a lot of yards? Um, so... We'll see, especially be able to go on the road and show up. That would be just absolutely tremendous there. Uh, but those kind of my players with the the most pressure to show up on Sunday. If you uh, have maybe a different list or you want to go a little bit more into um, maybe one of these three players I mentioned, please go ahead, hit us up. You can find them. Everything at milehighreport.com. Of course, you can drop your thoughts on social media. Um, hit us up either on Twitter or Instagram or even Facebook at milehighreport. And you can also hit me up personally um, at Fourth Long Media, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram. Um, let me know and would love to share your comments or at least uh, respond to yours um, on those platforms. All right, now before we get to our fan questions. I just want to uh, do a little bit of a game prediction because um, it's just kind of my uh, predictions. I guess we'll we'll guess <laughs> uh, more more game guesses that we're going to go with. Um, and um, I'm kind of I'm pretty optimistic about this game against um, Las Vegas, and I hope you guys are too. But also, if you're not, totally understand. Right now, it's cautious optimism, kind of what I had going into the season. So I guess my stance on the Broncos hasn't really changed too much. Just you know, cautiously optimistic and hoping for the best. Uh, I'm definitely hoping for the best on Sunday. But uh, one of the first predictions I want to bring up is the Broncos sack number. The Raiders are have given up seven sacks um, so far this season, uh, and the Broncos have certainly fared a lot better. I believe um, the Broncos are. Uh, a little bit closer to, I, I think they might have actually have the seven as well. Um, so for the Broncos, that would be, uh, that's kind of the number that, that we're looking to hit right now, of course. Um, it, if we take a look um, against Seattle, they had two sacks, um, and that was Bradley Chubb with both of those. Um, then the next week against the Texans, uh, the Broncos defense recorded three sacks, um, two from Draymond Jones and one from Randy Gregory. And then um, going into, um, so that's five on the season before they played the Niners. And then um, once uh, after this game, they boosted that sack total up to nine because the Broncos had four sacks against the Niners. That was one for Bradley Chubb. That was one for Randy Gregory, one for Mike Purcell. And one for Josie Jewell. Really spread the love around there. And they got after Jimmy Garoppolo, which was... Honestly, that's probably why why they won that game. Jimmy couldn't do a damn thing. Uh, the Niners offense couldn't do a damn thing. Besides that um, drive where they um, they scored the touchdown in the first quarter. After that, man, it was clamp season by Cortland. Or, uh, not, um, excuse me, it was clamp season by Patrick Sutan. And it was just the Broncos defense being all over 
Jimmy Garoppolo, especially helped when um, Williams was knocked out of the game as well. The Broncos had uh, uh, almost doubled their uh, pass rushing success um, against Jimmy Garoppolo. So that was obviously a big blow for the Niners offense, and that was a big help for the Broncos defense. And uh, so that's a lot of positives. The Broncos having a four-sack game going going into their game against Vegas, who have a way worse offensive line than San Francisco 49ers. Um, so that's why uh, my Broncos sack number, I'm predicting that the Broncos defense is going to be recording four sacks um, this game. I think they're going to back up their performance from last week, going to replicate it into this week, and it's going to be a great time to be a Broncos pass rusher. If I had to go super specific, I would say Randy Gregory, um, Mike Purcell, and Bradley Chubb. Let's just go with those three guys. Um, the, those um, One of those guys is going to have two. In fact, it's probably going to be Gregory, and one of the things that kind of I talked about on Thursday is one thing I'm look, really looking forward to um, is that um, the Broncos can still do what they did against the Niners, which is putting Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory on the same side of the offensive line, putting them on uh, the offensive line's right side, taking away from the strong left tackle, uh, because right tackle really is a uh, is a poor uh, skew, uh, position skill-wise for any team in the AFC West, so it's up to the Broncos build to really take advantage of that one. And heck, honestly, uh, Nick Bettino, maybe he can get his first sack as an NFL player. So that would be awesome. Um, but I think this is a very fair number. Would love to see the Broncos just destroy Derek Carr. Um, and I think that these sacks are going to lead into uh, the Broncos having, I'll go with a, um, when it comes to the turnover line, I will predict that the Broncos are going to generate um, they're going to be plus, plus two turnovers on the night. I wouldn't be surprised if their offense has one because, you know, look how we've been doing. Um, so I would say that the Broncos defense is going to create at least two turnovers. Um, I'm going to see a uh, Derek Carr has four interceptions on the season. So I'm going to see either the Broncos are going to get two interceptions or I think they're going to have an interception and a forced fumble. And the forced fumble, that is going to actually bounce the um, the way of the Broncos defense this time. It's been a little bit of bad luck, uh, especially so, uh, I think it was against Houston where there's just a bunch that were not going our way. Um, so let's make that happen. And it's going to happen. Um, I think the Broncos leading receiver is going to be Cortland Sutton in both yards and touchdowns. Um, Cortland is just having a phenomenal season so far. He's be- really turned into that big play deep threat um, and almost doing consistently, consistently making big plays, especially on third down for the Broncos. Um, definitely a, a favor for Russell Wilson so far. And it's been awesome to see Cortland Sutton really turn into what we saw from out of uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, one of the guys that uh, took a sudden under his wing. And so it's it's cool to have a guy like that. Um, and Corlin Sun is definitely that guy. And when it comes to final score predictions, uh, man, I, with all these positives I'm talking about, I still think it's the Broncos are going to find a way to make this a really close one. What I'm hoping for, and, and it mostly comes down to the success of the offense, uh, the Broncos' offense has only put up one touchdown um, each game so far this season. So, I think they make that change. I think the Broncos put up two touchdowns this game. Uh, and now I'm just going to be, I guess, a little conservative with this prediction. Uh, but I'm saying the Broncos win this with a final score of 23-17. to 17. I think um, 
just how they've been making every game so far. It's going to be a close one. It's probably going to be closer than it should be. I think the Broncos offense takes a um, step up here um, in the right direction. Viage, like I said, being able to put more than one touchdown up on the board. Um, so I'm just being cons conservative with my predictions and my hopes here. I think the Broncos put up a couple touchdowns, um, limit the Raiders to just a couple touchdowns in a field goal. Um, hopefully less. Um, 24 to 13 would be an awesome score, honestly. Uh, but let me know. I think it's close. Hopefully it's not. Uh, but that's just kind of the way, uh, the, the place where I'm at with this Broncos team so far this season. But we're going to wrap things up with a couple of fan questions. Um, these are these two are coming from Instagram, replying to our story um, that we had up here. So thank you so much uh, for these. And uh, please give us some more. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, the first question comes from David Kaiser. And he asks uh, the Raider or he says and asks. The Raiders have injured quarterback, uh, cornerbacks. Excuse me. Uh, is this a 100 yard, uh, 100 plus yard breakout game for Jerry Judy? Now, this is a great question because um, Judy, uh, of course, taking a look at his season so far, um, he has put up uh, a total of 130 yards in the touchdown, but 102 of those yards. Um, and his touchdown came in the opener against the Seahawks, and a lot of those came at were yards after catch. Um, but since then, he only has put up a total of three receptions for 28 yards. So, not great. Um, but one thing that is great is that the Raiders are giving up. Um, they're near the bottom of the league in passing yards per game defensively. I think they might be um 24th um at least i think they're at the um bottom quartile of the league uh, because you're giving up a whopping 267 passing yards per game uh, so this bodes well for jerry judy especially they're uh, with their depleted secondary they're going to be have um like the guy i was just talking about they're going to have to give a lot of um a lot of attention to Cortland sudden hopefully it's going to open things up for jerry judy um and so 100-yard game for Jerry Judy. You know what? You know what? Let's be optimistic. Let's be positive. Let's freaking send it on this one. Yes, Jerry Judy is going to have one, at least 100 receiving yards in this game, whether it be yards before catch, yards after catch. Jerry Judy is going to go off the... Br I, ooh, ooh. Let's be really positive with this one, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be really positive with this one because both Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy will have 100-yard receiving games. They both break that threshold. Oh, oh, I know that's probably a pretty hot take for what the offense has been doing. Well, luckily, the Broncos' offense, at least the first couple of games, they have been good at putting up yards and converting first downs. Um, against the Niners, obviously, that wasn't the case. We all know that. We all watched that horrible game. Um, but let's be positive, and let's do this. Let, let's just send it. Let's just speak this into existence. The Raiders are going to give up two 100-yard receivers in this game. That's going to be Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy. Yes, sir. Uh, and the last question of the day comes from Johnny Sherry, and he asks, uh, uh, what is the status of KJ Hamler for the game? Um, and most recently, uh, going off of, uh, at the time of recording, uh, KJ was actually off the Broncos' injured um, reports or injury reports uh, against the Raiders. And I mean, if you guys have seen that one for both the Broncos and the Raiders, it's quite 
the extensive list, that's for sure. Uh, but he was on there, which was good to see. It's almost weird to see, um, in fact. Um, and he played last week. He's, he should, uh, by, by the reports that we're getting, should be playing um, on Sunday. Of course, things might change by the time this is posted. Or maybe I'm just um, my... Uh, I haven't caught the latest news. So if I'm wrong, please let me know, guys. Um, I always admit to that and would prefer uh, to admit being wrong. Admit to being wrong. Uh, at least kind of hack at this thing and just say that we suck. Um, and, and be just outright bold with the... Uh, with just the truth, all right. Um, but uh, it seems like he should be good to go to uh, for Sunday, and it should be an interesting one because he had um, a few targets. Um, uh, I and I think he also had 40 um, snaps played against the Seahawks. Of course, he was out um, week two against the Texans, and last week he was on the field for 19 snaps, but he did not get a single target. So. Uh, Maybe with Jerry Judy and Corbin Sun taking a lot of the attention away from this even depleted and just bad Raiders secondary, maybe, maybe we can even see KJ get things going for the first time this year, um, which would be a pleasant surprise for all of us because there's a lot of Broncos fans who are kind of out of patience when it comes to KJ. So I would love to see this. Um, that's honestly what I'm reading for most. Um, I know Corlin Sutton and Jerry Jr. are probably going to have good games, but as long as KJ's in this game, he's one of the players I'm rooting for um, the hardest because his story has been just incredible for what he's been able to battle through. Um, and I have a lot of respect for him as a player um, and as a person. So I would love to see things really just get going for KJ for really the first time um, in his career. That is what I'm rooting for. I hope you guys are rooting for that one as well. But that is going to wrap it for this edition of Horse Tracks. Um, and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, it's really just been a pleasure. And uh, I know we're all super, super excited for things to finally get underway in Vegas, in the desert. Um, and hopefully the Broncos are going to be able to come out of uh, this week with the win. Say at least tied for first place in the AFC West. And heck, uh, who knows? Maybe... The Chiefs can blow it um, this week against uh, Inside Night Football. Well, I guess it won't be blow it. It's a tough game. They're playing um, the Bucks, of course, in Tampa. So, hopefully, oh, I'm rooting for Tom Brady. I am rooting for, oh, that, oh, gross, gross. But I want them to beat the Chiefs. So, I guess I'm rooting for Tom Brady for one of the very, very few times in my life. Um, and if the Chiefs lose, Broncos win. Broncos are going to be first place in the AFC West. And the Raiders are going to be 0-4. And heck, if the Raiders lose this week, you could probably call it done. You probably just put the, the, the kebab in uh, their season and uh, maybe even Mike McDaniel's tenure. Um, now, last time he was a fire for poor performance. That was a part of it. Uh, he was fired for... Um, recording the opposing team's practices and like the mini mini spy gate uh, but you know that is of course just the bell check way uh, but thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, you can catch us uh, anywhere. Uh, if you haven't yet, go ahead to hit that follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you're listening from. Um, go ahead and uh, also just pin the website, Mile High Report, all that fun stuff there. Um, follow us if you haven't already on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mile High Report. But with that being said, my name is Ross. I'll be signing off. And just remember, Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs>